0: Today, we've got an update to our Project X series where we show you step by step how, with our coffin shelf product, I'm trying to tackle the problem of having price whores and increased competition. And I found a way where instead of lowering the price, I could actually raise my price by over $10. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. One, two, <laughs> Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitor's listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool, Listing Analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our monthly Ask Me Anything training. All right. So this is something that we do every week, actually, for our Serious Sellers Club and elite members. And then once a month, we open it up to everybody out there. Go ahead and have an opportunity to come on and ask questions. And I'm also going to give some cool training Uh, Tips that will help you this time, especially with your product research and I'm actually going to be going deep into Project X. All right, so that's why I'm wearing my project X hat here I'm going to show you some updates on what is going on with project X and like my thought process on how I am Revitalizing the original product. How many people don't know what project X is? Basically, Project X is a series that we did on YouTube a few years ago where we found some products and then we basically took it from zero to hero. As a matter of fact, it's here in my background. Let, let me go uh, pull this product. So this was one of the products that we had. It's a, co- a, a shelf a shelf shaped like a coffin, all right? So this was a product that we found You know, using Helium 10 techniques. We launched it and now we've sold hundreds of thousands of dollars of this product. And now I was like, hey, I need to... Let me explain what happened. My my sales had gone way down on this coffin shelf. And there's a couple of things I noticed. Has that ever happened to you guys? You know, where maybe your keyword rank starts going down in your main keyword, and now you're unable to make the sales that you were that you used that you used to be making before. Well, that was what was happening with our product. And one of the reasons was that everybody started um, lowering their price. We used to sell this coffin shelf for like over $30, right? Over $30. And people started coming at 26, 25, 23, even like now $20, they were selling a similar coffin shelf. And so we were like, all right, this, something has gotta go. Now, if we maintained our keyword rank, we still would have been doing okay. But our keyword rank just wouldn't go up above like 10 or 15 anymore. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to sell out We actually had run out of stock, but then Amazon miraculously found 25 units of our coffin shelf somewhere, and so the listing went live again, but I've been trying to sell out of this product over the last couple of weeks, and then a few months ago, I started development on something that would kind of replace this product, but let me explain my thought process here, and this is something that maybe uh, one of you guys could do to one of your products, all right? So let me show you my thought process. All right. So you guys should be able to see our coffin shelf. This is our real product. It, it was out of stock for like a month. And again, like I said, Amazon just found it again. And so that's why you see a little bit of, of sales here. But the first thing I, I, I thought about, like regardless if I relaunch this product or start a new one, I wanted to like do something, something to differentiate my product. Okay. And one of the things was, I was like, can I add some accessories into this product? Like, is there something that won't add too much cost for me, but if I add it, it's going to differentiate my uh, product. Okay. Let's take a look here. Let me show you what I did. I went and I clicked on our reviews and I was like, what are people using in this coffin shelf? Okay. So I hit the reviews and then I went to the reviews with images. All right. And then I hit see all photos. And then I started looking at what are people who are taking pictures of this product putting into the um, images that they're leaving with the reviews. All right. And look how many, a lot of people are using these pumpkins and it looks like there's some light up pumpkins. And then I saw a bunch of people putting crystals and then I see tons of people putting these like miniature skulls. I don't know if you guys can see that here uh, in the images, more pumpkins, more skulls. And so I'm like, okay, this is, this is something that like people are buying extra and then they're putting it in, into this coffin shelf, right? What if, so that I thought, you know, here's another one There's pumpkins and, and other things. I was like, what? what could I possibly do in order to maybe take advantage of this knowledge? I was like, okay, that's my product. What about some of my competitor uh, products? All right. So here's a competitor product. All right. Let's take a look at their images. All right. This is one of the guys who's just been, been selling a lot of, um, you know, trying to sell super cheap. And I look at what, what are his customers doing? And again, people with coffin shelves, I see, look at this, tons of miniature skulls everywhere. There's a miniature candle uh, that's shaped like a pumpkin. All right. So I'm like, okay, this is definitely what people are doing with these coffin shelves. So the first thing that I started thinking about was, I was like, is there something I can buy that I could put in here that cost me maybe pennies? like less than 25 cents and I could include it in my package without adding any size. So let me just show you guys, I'm going to open up a new window here and let's go to Alibaba. And I forgot what I typed in. I I might have said mini, let's see, mini led pumpkin candle. I'm not sure if this is what I uh, search, but it's just going to give you guys a vibe of what I search for. And this is not it because I don't see mini pumpkin. Did I type in mi- mini pumpkin? All right, let me try mini LED pumpkin. Let's see what happens here. Here we go. Okay perfect. This is what I started seeing. All right. I was like, nah, $1 for a lot of these. No, that's, that's too expensive. $2. But basically I kept looking and then I found this kind of thing here. I was like, look at this. Here are some little mini miniature pumpkins I can get for like 10 cents. So basically what I did was like, all right, let me see if I can find a miniature pumpkin for about 10, 15 cents. And that's exactly what I did. The other thing was, uh, I wanted to get like a mini skull mini decorative skull, all right? And I was like, can I get another skull for like 10 cents or something like that? And sure enough, there was a bunch of these that were super expensive, like $4. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay $4 for this miniature skull. So what I ended up doing was I actually found a miniature skull that was a candle. It had a wick, right? And it was only like 20 cents. But then I was like, wait a minute, I am not going to have this candle, like a real candle with a wick and people put that in their coffin shelf and they're dumb enough to light it and then it burns their house down with the coffin shelf. Like that's not the kind of publicity I need. So I went to that factory and I was like, all right, I want to buy this miniature skull that you have for like 15 cents, but I want to make it not a candle. So can you produce this to me for me for like 20 cents and have it not have a wick candle wick right and they're like sure no problem so I'm like there's two things but like is this enough to really set me uh, apart from the competition and I was like no it's not so then all of a sudden I just started doing some just general product research and now this was around the time of you know, October, November, so giftable things started getting pop uh, popular. So I'm like, all right, how can I take advantage of this maybe giftable theme? And what I saw some of the top selling products, they had these really kind of expensive looking gift boxes. Okay, let me see if I can actually find one um, that I was that I'm talking about that really inspired me. Hold on. Let me show you, it was a heart-shaped one. Perfect, all right? This is this is similar to what I found, all right? So I searched and I found these heart-shaped gift boxes. I'm like, these gift boxes don't even have anything in it, all right? They're just shaped like a heart, whatever. These are literally empty gift boxes and people are paying $20, $15, $25 for these things. And then I started looking at some of them And I noticed that they were advertising this as something that people could not only use as a gift box, but then also kind of like for some like trinket storage, like take a look at some of these images. Like, look at this. People were putting like roses in these gift boxes. So it's kind of like an evergreen product. This wasn't, this gift box wasn't just a product that you know, is meant to put the real gift inside, but the gift box is almost the gift product in itself because the person you're giving it to can use it for storage for things like chocolates. They could use it for macaroons like we see. So then now all of a sudden that got my creative juices working. And I'm like, all right, what if I launch this same exact coffin shelf and not only did I now have this LED light, pumpkin light, and a and a miniature skull figurine, but I also made a gift box with it. But then I thought, what of what good use is like a shoebox-shaped gift? You know, like, that really doesn't go with the vibe. So then I started looking at packaging factories. I'm like, hey, who can make me a gift box that is kind of like with the vibe of those heart-shaped gift boxes that I saw back in October. But check this. I want to make it in the shape of a, what do you guys think I did? In the shape of a coffin. So that means the coffin itself, which is again, this product that you see right behind me here is going to be inside of a coffin gift box that people could then use later for storing their socks or storing their chocolates or whatever. So it's kind of like people are buying two in one. Now, my cost, it's expensive to make a custom box, guys. Let me just tell you. All right. This is not for the the the, the weary here. All right. This, this, this is not something that is easy to do. This box ended up costing me like two bucks, like almost as much as the coffin shelf itself which costs like about 3 $4 or so. But I'm like, hey, this is worth it. So I've got my coffin shelf. That's normally like $4. bucks. i am going to go ahead and pay $2 for this coffin bookshelf. I'm going to pay 40, 50 cents for these two miniature figurines. And instead of having to sell my coffin sh- shelf at $23, I'm going to go back in the market at like $33 or more. dollars. So I'm adding $10 to my retail price, but I'm only adding like $2.50 and zero I'm adding to shipping because remember, if anything, this box is smaller than the box I was having it in. Okay. And, and since there's a hollow area of my coffin shelf that allows me to go ahead and put those little trinkets in there. So I'm adding zero to my shipping, zero to my transportation costs very, very little to my taxes, you know, because it's these, this stuff only costs like $2, right? And now all of a sudden, instead of playing this price war, I am going to go ahead and sell this product at a premium because nobody else who's selling coffin shelves is going to have this. And I'm not ready to launch it yet. I have it all here in my warehouse. It already delivered to me a couple of weeks ago. Let me show you the images that AMZ One Step did for me. Take a look at this. This is just from Google Drive right here. Here is going to be the new listing product. All right, there's a, this is the exact little mini miniature skull that I put a uh, LED pumpkin like little candle here. All right, that's one of my infographics. Let's see what else we got here. Here's some new images I got that show the products that are coming with it. There's another one that shows the size of the product. Here's one example of a main image I could use, but hold on. You guys haven't seen the cool part. And then look at this box. This box is epic, guys. It's shaped exactly like my coffin shelf. And look, people are going to see this and be like, oh, wow, I can use this box as like another coffin shaped storage. It's literally like having two products in one now where they can put like dead roses and things. They can put a ribbon on it. Let me show you some other images I have here. There's my infographic of the size here. This is super cool, guys. Here is my new coffin shaped box. And then the coffin fits right in there. These are the images I'm going to be using for my new listing. And again, now, all of a sudden somebody types in coffin shelf into Amazon and sure, they're going to see a bunch of 23, $22 coffin shelves, but don't you think mine is going to stick out? with a main image, you know, maybe that looks like this, where it shows I've got a coffin shelf, I've got a coffin uh, storage box, I've got a miniature skull, I've got a miniature pumpkin LED light. It's going to be no competition. I'm going to be priced $10 or more than the other coffin shelves, but my click-through rate is going to be pretty darn good, I think, all right? So this is something that I think is, is beneficial for anybody out there who are selling products in niches that get a little bit saturated. Okay. They get a little bit saturated and you're like, I don't want to play the price war. And, and guys, let me tell you, I, I don't think you should play the price war. So this is, again, this is project X. This is our product that you guys know and love from project X. And it's been selling for like almost four years now. And on Amazon, you can't just keep things status quo. Sure, we were successful with this product a couple years ago and it's still been successful, but it's fallen off because of the competition. That's what happens on Amazon. Does it mean I need to give up right away? No, if this doesn't work, should I close this product? If I'm not profitable? Yeah, I probably should close it. But don't just give up just because there's a lot of competition or there's price wars. There's different steps you guys can take in order to try and get your market share back and where you don't have to play these price games. All right. Do not do a, a race to the bottom because that's where all your profit is going to go. So uh, this will be, you know, this is going to be live on Amazon, like probably in a couple of weeks or so. The other test I'm going to do on here, guys, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this as a separate product with a honeymoon period or launching as a new variation on this existing listing, taking advantage of those 1800 reviews I have and doing a test on what works better, getting that new honeymoon period and launching on a brand new ASIN or launch or taking advantage of all the reviews. But there could be something weird going on on the Amazon algorithm that kind of like shadow blocks me from getting past position uh, 10. All right, so that's uh, I just wanted to give you guys a little mini tutorial on a real life experience that I'm doing here for Project X and what I'm doing to relaunch this coffin shelf product. Uh, Another thing I'm going to be doing, I'm going to talk about in a future episode is the egg trace. That was the other product that I was selling for Project X. It's so funny. We got a brand new shipment in and the factory confused my product with another customer. So they gave me egg trays. That's the wrong shape and the wrong finish. It's like a shiny finish. And I'm going to get some money back from the factory, but I'm like, I don't want to throw these products away. I don't want to go without selling coffin or without selling egg trays for months while I have to get the right product in. Can I launch this product as like a new variation, a new product for me? I'm going to show you guys how I'm going to do that, you know, next month, in next month's episode. And that was the other project X uh, product. All right. Uh, now guys, This is now your show. 100% of the rest of the time, I want you guys to put in your questions. Violet says, how do you find the supplier for the coffin box? So for me, I actually have a sourcing agent. Okay, so I think this is super important. Uh, My sourcing agent is boots on the ground in China. I just give her the parameters of what I'm looking for and she goes out and finds it herself uh, for me. Rhonda says, does the manufacturer design the new coffin shape box for you? No, I designed it. So I I just I just told my my um sourcing agent I was like, "Hey, I want something that fits the exact shape of my coffin so that it doesn't add to my shipping dimensions and make it happen." And that's what she did. Oh, great question by Jonathan. Once you find items to create differentiation, do you ship these to the main supplier who boxes it all together? Yes. So this is another way to kind of like Foolproof yourself against, you know, like manufacturers doing shady things. So, so you can have, you can just send the products directly there, or you could send it to a third party. Like maybe you have a separate uh, place that packages everything for you. Like maybe I can send everything to the where I get the package. I, actually, I think that's what I did. Instead of having the coffin shelves packaged at the coffin shelf factory, I think I send it to the packaging company that has the um, coffin shaped box. And that's where they put in the coffin shelf and they put in those little trinkets that come from now three different factories, making it that much less likely that you know somebody's just gonna copy exactly what I'm doing because I'm making it too difficult for them to copy me. David says, do you have any reference for an agency that does A plus content? I've used a few myself. So the two I've used are both in hub.helium10.com. All right, go to hub.helium10.com. One of them is AMZ One Step is uh has done it and then the other one i've used is uh marketing by emma all right marketing by emma so so go into hub.helium10.com look for both of those companies and you'll see how to uh, contact them brenda says what videos do you recommend for beginners on helium 10 if you're brand new on helium 10 i recommend going through our freedom ticket program it's in the learning hub uh right there on your helium 10 dashboard um that would be the probably the best thing to do. And then, you know, you you could find the project X videos uh, in there as well. And the project X videos are also on YouTube. Sergio says just launch. What would you say is a good amount of sales per day to aim for? All depends on your, on your keyword. All right. Basically, if you want to get to page one of a keyword, um, you got to be selling probably through PPC for that keyword. uh. X number of products over eight to 10 days in order to be able to get a good chance to get to page one. And if you're wondering how to find that number, that's inside of Helium 10. Just look at the CPR. So add your product to keyword tracker, your exact ASIN, and then look at the CPR number for your main keywords. And that's kind of like how many units you need to sell over eight days to give you the best chance to get to page one. Ali says, let's go, Bradley. These two sessions really lifted my spirits up in the process of launching my product was in doubts. How do you deal with the thought of whether the product will work or not? Well, I I validate, validate, validate. All right. Super important. We've been talking in the last, you know, you, you might have been in our seller's edge webinar where we're talking about how to find the product opportunity, but that's only half the journey. The next step is how to validate it. All right, you 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 see something that looks good, but you just you don't just blindly say, "All right, l- l- let's let's go with this." All right, and, and let's make a million dollars. No, you've got to validate it. All right, now there's different steps that you have to do. So I take a look at you know how strong are they on keywords? How strong are their listings? Uh, is there enough demand for this product? Is there enough sales? Uh, is there enough search for this? What's the seasonality? There are so many things that I look at to validate. it. And then in Project X, uh, we talk about before. You might want to do a test listing. If there's not enough data, maybe you came up with some new idea that there's that doesn't have enough validation points on Amazon for you to make a rational decision. You might need to make a test listing to try and get those data points, All right. So who knows? Maybe that'll be the next Seller's Edge workshop that we do next month to talk about that. Jacob says, I've been using Opportunity Explorer on Seller Central. Is there a good minimum for number of top clicks products? Excellent question. So for me, This is how it can go either way. So for those who don't know, in Product Opportunity Explore, the number of clicked products, it's the number of products that it takes in a niche to equal 90% of the clicks. So if there's only 10 products, that means that those 10 products have 90% of the clicks of that whole niche, right? If it's 1,000 products, that means it takes 1,000 products just to get to 90% of the clicks. Whether one is good and one is bad, you can go, you can go both ways on that, but that's how you look at that information. There's different circumstances where you might want to see different things. You might want to go into a niche where it's wide open, where there's no 10 products that are dominating or on the flip side, you're like, no, the 10 products that are, uh, are dominating, they kind of suck. So I don't want to compete with a thousand products. I want to compete with only 10 products who suck. All right? So, so that's, that's another way you can look at it too. Constant says, what role does the first ASIN that I select play when I select ASINs on X-Ray to run them on Cerebro? You always say the first ASIN should be a random ASIN, not the top seller. Yes. So that sets the baseline product. All right. The way that Cerebro is set up, it's supposed to be you have your product as the first one and then five or 10 other products that you're comparing it uh, against. So then when you look at the competitor rank average, it's excluding that first one because that's the one that you're comparing to. But if you're just doing general product research, like on x-ray, you maybe don't have your product on there, right? So you don't want to select all the just top 10 good ones because remember, it's going to exclude that first product. So you need to click on the first one, something from the bottom of the page that's maybe irrelevant to your product, and that's the one that it isolates. And then the competitor rank average and the sponsored rank average of the competitors, it's going to be all of those subsequent nine, 10 products you choose. Good question, Constance. Jonathan says, when validating, do you order a smaller quantity than build up? Or do you validate mostly with online data points? I validate mostly with online data points, but if I don't have enough, that's when I do a Tesla scene and I'll have like five or 10 units only for that. All right, guys, that's about it for all the time that we have today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode where we we went over some Project X uh, updates that you guys will actually see live on the website on Amazon probably in two weeks. If you guys are watching this on YouTube or another place, this is what we do once a month. But every week, Anybody who is in our serious sellers club or helium 10 elite actually gets this call. All right. Every single week I'm on here answering every single question, but once a month we open it up to everybody. So make sure you sign up next month to take advantage of this episode or sign up for helium 10 elite, get on the waitlist h10.me forward slash elite. And you can take advantage of getting, uh, asking me questions every single week. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Bye-bye now.